moons and tunes and ferris wheels the dizzy dancing way that you feel <laughs> as every fairy tale comes uh -huh. real i've looked at love that way welcome now oh my goodness just another show and you leave them laughing when you go and if you can don't let them know don't give yourself away and if you oh i've looked at love from both sides now <laughs> from give and take still somehow it's love's illusions that i recall i really don't know love i really don't know love at all okay hey everyone welcome back and, to well let me just say if you enjoyed that little piece of singing ada's album is out in in one month yeah yeah it's called um the best of Joni mitchell collected <laughs> works yeah, we're hoping to get a few more buyers. Yeah, you may know, listeners, that Joni Mitchell's music is not on Spotify, and unfortunately, I had something to do with that. Yeah, I, Ada owns Spotify. I drinked all, all of the, the water, water out of out the, of the water beds. beds. Welcome back to Small Cat Big Color, everyone. Hey. Hey. How? Hey. How? Um. Hey. I, I've got a question, Ada. Yeah. Would today happen to be a themed episode? My yes. If you couldn't tell by the song that I was singing at the beginning of the podcast, today's theme is sport. Sport. And I would like to dedicate today's podcast to Mike McFarlane, Alan Wells, Cameron Sharp and Drew McMaster. Who are they? Well, they came forth in the um, men's four times 100 metres relay in the 1980 Summer Olympics. Great. They came fourth? Yep. Okay, great. Um, well, because they didn't get a medal. Okay, so this is a shout-out to them. So, one more time, if they're listening, Mike McFarlane, Alan Wells, Cameron Sharp, and Drew McMaster of Great Britain, mm, mm -hmm. uh, who completed it in a time of 38.62. And let me tell you something. They must have all been middle children... Because they really know how to share. Mm. You I've, have to know how to share. You have to know how to share. Relay. And how would you suggest, if we have any only child listeners out there, Yeah. How, we, do, how do they learn to share? They learn to share when they get to university, of course. And what did they learn at university? Um, that their, their, their degree is going to have no real-world application and the workforce is going to be Almost impenetrable. Yeah. Um, and that's about... Oh, about sharing? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, sometimes you can't have thing all time. Yeah. And so, if you're an only child, grow up. Right? If you're an only child, um, invest in literature. Move rural. Yeah. Get away from it all. Get away from me, in particular. <gasps> Are you telling children it's to get away from you? Um, do you have any thoughts about sport? Oh, sport I thoughts? Well, it's I, our first segment, Sport Thoughts. Sport Thoughts with Ada and I was going to say Pat. That's really funny. Um, that's Tom. That's I'm to Hi, everyone. I'm Tom. As someone who I'm exists Tom. in the... Sp okay, Tom, I want you to 
Yes. Take a long walk. Okay, check. On a... (laughs) On a long pier. Calm down. Uh, Reconnect. Recenter. Smell the ocean. As someone who is the way that... They is. And also that my workplace, my interests, the industry I work in. Your friends. I think about sport as little as possible. And there is the odd occasion where I interface with that kind of subject matter. For example, I have friends who compete in sports. Mm. Our friend Miguel was um, recently, recently became a, a certified um, baddie. <laughs> He had a fight last night. Yeah, he got in a fight. Um, yeah. And so sport, it was, guys, it was organized, guys. It wasn't like a street fight, okay? Come on, no bare knuckles boxing. Yeah. It was, um, there was lots of stuff on their knuckles. There was so much. They were wearing so many rings. Yeah, dusted. Knuckles dusted, mate. Yeah. I mean, they dust to, off those knuckles. Uh, yeah, a little boy opened a drawer and blew nu- dust off those knuckles. Yeah, nice, nice, nice. They and said- it glowed yellow. Okay. So basically what I'm trying to get at is that sometimes I interface with sports and it's confronting, but then I ultimately understand it um, yeah. after after being a uh, an audience member. I believe they call it a spectator for upwards spectator. Of, of 20 minutes. Spectator. And hey, if you meet Ada, respect Ada. Let's go. Let's go. Unless Ada Among doesn't want you us. to. Um, so I have... Well, can I ask, what's your favorite sport? My favorite sport, I was recently, um, uh, uh, made aware of the, the size of the, the, the sport or the, uh, or the popularity of the sport of cornhole in the US. I had no idea that it was that deep. Yeah. Apparently, people are flooding the chat about it over there. Well, I had a similar experience with pickleball. Okay. It is apparently huge, especially in the US. There's something about food-named sports. Um, pickleball. Um, cornhole. Cornhole. Um, hot, hot dog. Um, hot dog hitting. Burger. Um, Would you consider a hot dog eating contest a sport competition? I would say it's a competitive No, I would say it's a competition as opposed to a sport. Mm. Mind you, what are we defining as sport? Because some That's people say dance question. is a sport, but I would say dance is an art form. I'm, it's I, a physical expression. And I would say of, I would say discus is an art form. I would say discus, I would be happy if that was struck from the um list of things that humans were able slash allowed to do. Sure. Um Ada has some bad experience with discus. Yeah, I don't know what it is. <laughs> That's why I don't like it. I um, fear the unknown. And, and if you are the unknown, don't come near me. I'm scared. If you are the undiscovered part of the ocean, you've got 10 seconds to run. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead serious. Because me and all my and, my... and what army? And this army, right? This army. And you know where I keep them? I shan't say it, but you know it's up my sleeve <laughs> So. So. What is your favourite sport? Oh. Uh, I would have to say um, WWE. Really? And what do you love That's about WWE? That's not even a lie, probably. Um, nice. You're a fan of Yeet Stevens? Who? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I'm just subtly flexing that I know more about WWE than you. Wait, who did you say? I didn't you ever seen you. a scissor kick? You ever um, heard of Magic Mike? Have I ever seen a scissor kick? No, but I love her songs. 
Let me tell you a secret. I've been secretly banging your homeboy while you in Vegas, all up on Valentine's Day. Um, but I would say my favorite sport of all is curling, because that seems like the two individual components of curling I could do. I wouldn't like it, but I'd yeah. Do it. So throwing and sweeping, um, gliding, like it's a uh, guiding, yeah, and sweeping, not but it, throwing. Well, it's a gentle throw. Huh? It's a gentle throw. Well, here's the thing. This is how much I understand slash can get into sports. When we went to see Miguel's fight last night, yeah, I the only thing the thing that I was like fixating on was the thing that the like MC type person would say after he introduces in the blue corner we got blah we got in the red corner we got blah he'd bring them in he'd be like all right gentlemen you know blah 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 okay I want a nice clean fight let's keep it clean gentlemen no elbows knees to the body no knees to the head uh it's no sweeping it's catch and throw catch and kick and uh and uh back to your corners at 30 and I was like great drama I don't know what any of that means but I became so obsessed with it, I would lip sync along to when he said it. Yeah, you have a ability to perform uh, to transform anything into drag something race. that is unenjoyable. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, what's your first segment? My first segment is um, sports that have been outlawed. Oh, and Tom is going to say whether he agrees with it or not. Okay, yeah, I can do that. Okay. Yep. So the first one is cockfighting. Yeah, nah, I keep bringing and that what back. Do you, and what do you think that is? Uh, well, let's just say mm-hmm. um, that I've participated in a few of these in my time. Yeah. Um, and I've lost a lot of chickens. Okay, lovely. So cockfighting is a gambling and spectator sport where roosters fight frequently to the death in rings while players place bets on which rooster will win. Often sharp implements are attached to the legs of the birds, inflicting massive injuries and pain. The birds used for cockfighting are sometimes given stimulant drugs to enhance their fighting ability and make them more aggressive. Now, I didn't know about the the sharp things attached to their legs, but Mm. that makes me think that we do still have cockfighting, but it's just robo-wars now. Yeah, it's like Beyblades. Yeah, 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 yeah. Beyblades mm. is cockfighting. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, and if you play it's Beyblades... that itch. Yeah, that, that cockfighting itch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which you can probably subsequently see a doctor about that. Yeah, there's a cream for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you play Beyblades... Be- huh? Be- I think it's like um, when you're trying to recover from being someone who's like addicted to cockfighting. Yeah. Um, you <laughs> use Beyblades. You've got, that, you've got that need for cockfighting. That's like when people who are trying to quit smoking like um, hold on to a straw. Yes. Or, or, or like eat a baby carrot. When you're, when you're like infant baby or like toddler is like recovering from um, a retail job addiction. You give them like a tiny little plastic cash register. That's true. And some like plastic fruit and veggies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Or when your um when your little girl, your little toddler girl, is trying to get over the addiction of being a mother and caring for a baby. Oh my goodness! Now I you get them literally everything that the uh, archaic notion of a woman is supposed to have, but in a pink plastic form. Now I haven't spoken about this on the podcast before, but really? I went through a hard time where I was addicted to being a mother. Really? I, I was I was mother every single day. Great. I was I would wake up in the morning. Yep. I'd be mother. Great. Um I'd go to the shops. Mm-hmm. I'd just be mothering. 
Okay. Um, and the way I got out of that um, was I bought a little plastic baby. Great. I bought um, a little plastic bottle. Nice. Um, and then, but here's the interesting thing about the bottle. It had milk in it. Mm-hmm. Turn the bottle upside down. No more milk. What? And that's how I got over ma- mothering and into magic tricks. Gotcha. It's the sleight of hand of mothering. Yeah. That really... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, anyway, back on the cockfighting. I can make my mental well-being disappear. Sorry? Huh? <laughs> um, so, sleight of hand and mothers. Yeah. They go together the like... The two sub-themes of... Sport. Sport. Yeah. Um, anyway, cockfighting, it's still around. It doesn't need to be brought back because uh, Robo Wars and Beyblades and Ed, to some extent, back are gone, are filling that void. For shares. Okay, next one. Next sport, dogfighting. <laughs> so some little prick with a nom for a dick is going to get you down. So for our musical fans out there, you're probably hating this episode already, but dogfight is a musical that I'm a big fan of. Would oh. you like to explain... What happens in the plot of Dogfight, the musical? Mm. Uh, um, now <laughs> Don't cough into the microphone, you crazy girl. Oh, Tom's dead, guys. Blue ink sinks in like a ghost that won't wash off your skin. It still comes back. It still comes back. Tom, come back to me. Come back to me. Tom. <gasps> the um, sun will come out. Um, so, no, the plot of Dogfight yeah. is there are two dogs. Uh, one is Oliver and Company and one is Lady and the Tramp. Mm-hmm. And they, um, I hate to say it, but they get into a little scrap. Okay. They have a little fight. Okay? Yeah. And it's during World War Two. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> don't say whatever you're about to say. No, I'm so you crazy little mad dog. So Tramp from Lady and the Tramp. Yeah, yeah. Is a war profiteer, but he feels really bad about it. Gotcha. Um, and so he has this list that he's made up of all the people who work in. It. Wait, am I confusing movies here? Uh, no, I think. Keep going. I I don't know. Maybe it's ringing a bell. Okay. He has a list of all the people that work in his factory that he owns as a dog. Um, and then Oliver and his company say, Oh, um, okay. Hey, um, I'm going to go to a dance. Would you like to come? Unbeknownst. There was a janitor working at this very same Ivy mm. League school who discovered the the maths equation that was left on the whiteboard, I, I, on the chalkboard. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. But... Okay, hang on, but then I'm getting confused because what happens about that, like, ragtag group of misfit people who just want to read poetry in a cave at night? Uh, You're thinking of Plato's cave. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah, for sure. Anyway, that's the story of uh, dogfight. Anyway, um, (laughs) dogfighting has been outlawed. Uh, Should we bring it back? I think, well, it would be kind of lit but um apparently it's massively cruel so might get not to the dog who wins true the dog who wins probably feels like that's that dog in me (laughs) that dog in me kind of wants to bring that fighting back and and after getting uh 
bit in the dog who loses says, oh, I've got that dog in me. Yes, <laughs> literally. Um, no, but on a real note, I could never even picture, like I can't even think of the movie Bolt without like actually crying. And the Greyhound Racing Is that a sad industry. movie? Oh my, don't talk to me. Okay. I thought he just went fast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He went really fast into this. Oh no, that's Icarus. Oh, no. No, no I'm thinking of a different. Miley Cyrus voice is the main character in Bolt. That's not the dog. Well, then that's not the main character. It's the life's illusions I regret. Base jumping. What do you think that is? Is that illegal? Yes. Okay, so base jumping, from my understanding, is just <laughs> jumping off buildings. Base jumping is a form of skydiving from buildings. The sport is illegal in almost <laughs> all cities because the jumpers seriously risk sustaining injuries or causing problems for pedestrians or motorists when they land. In many cases, base jumpers illegally access the high points from which they are jumping by breaking and entering or trespassing. This thing's going to happen anyway. <laughs> Decriminalize it. Decriminalize base jumping. It's going to happen Don't anyway. Don't drive it underground, okay? They're already at risk of doing that. Don't drive underground. Huh? Is that what you said? Well, I've always said, don't ever try and drive underground. Um, because what the hell? How are you even getting it down there? There's also water down there. And that can't be good for the car. In underground reservoirs. This is what I'm talking about. Don't ever, don't ever... Try and when you're burying your dog in your backyard, don't ever go too deep because there's underground reservoirs absolutely everywhere. Like and people have no idea how many reservoirs there please, are. Please, please dial before you dig. Dial huh? before you dig. Dial before no. <laughs> what? That's a real thing. And and listen. If and and hey. I've seen a clip on Instagram Reels where someone dug a little hole, maybe not that even that deep in there, and then put Mentos, oh no, poured Coke into the hole, and then poured Mentos, and then dropped Mentos in there, connected to an underground reservoir, and then a huge carp just jumped out of the hole. Now, see, I, that hasn't come across my, my uh, YouTube shorts page yet. So I, I can't confirm or deny. Okay, okay. But okay. um Respect. sounds horrific. So for my next segment, those are the all the sports that have been outlawed. Any other sports that you think should be outlawed? No, I remember Because I think basketball, sorry, it's just not exciting enough for me to um want it to be legal. <laughs> How would you change it to make it more exciting? Um, all of the players have to be um holding hands or connected at some at at all times. Like that that theatre game where you're making a machine. Yes. Yeah. So they have to be like all holding hands or something so that it's like, um, what's it called? That that online game where you're like a big worm? Uh, Agario? No. Slitherio? Uh, Balloon's Tower Defense. Oh. I think that's it. Snakes on a plane? I think it's called Run 2. Uh, run to where? Uh, Nudgy Beach? Away from the, away from the snake. Great. Um... Uh, I, Wouldn't you're that gonna... just be drama if they all had to hold hands or like be connected in some way? Do you reckon any of them would fall in love? Oh, absolutely. Isn't that how you do it? I, yeah, I held hands. Huh? I was going to say I held hands with a snake, but that doesn't make any sense. Well, because how would you do that? Just grip the tail? No, it, they would bite me. Oh. Okay. Um, you're going to think I'm making this up. This is a genuine sport that has been outlawed. Mm. Is um, horse diving. 
horse diving? So. What? So wait, so you, if, oh, okay, so if you lead a horse to water, you can apparently, well, not anymore. There is, I'm going to. Make it dive? I, I, I wish this was a visual medium, but I'm going to get my phone and pull up a photo okay. of horse diving. But it, it's exactly what you think it is. It's a horse on um, a, a diving board. What? About to dive into water. And do you think that should be illegal? Yes, because that's cruel. Okay, but look at how fun it looks. What the hell? Okay, l- listeners, this is what I'm looking at. I am looking at like a picture of a horse in the most jaunty angle, like lit by light that I can only assume is coming from a lightning bolt somewhere. <laughs> um, it is like goaded. It's like winking at the camera. And Could it's, only like, be lit by a lightning bolt because everyone would only do this under the cover of night. Yeah, for real. And it's... Nah. Okay, you guys need to look up horse diving, listeners, just so you know what I'm talking about. If you're driving, don't do that. Continue to drive. Um... Or you could pull over and um, try and find a horse somewhere and make it dive. <laughs> I've photo. Jesus Christ, that's horrific. Um, it's kind of like awesome, but so in like a way I, that like when I think about it too much, I get horrified. Yeah, absolutely. So I was wrong. The horse doesn't it, it, like jump. The horse essentially gets on a platform and then the platform is dropped away like <gasps> on those horrific slides in, that are in Like how they hang ships. people. Uh, yeah, I guess. But without the rope. Yeah. So just uh, it just drops. Horse drops. And then what do they do once it gets in there? Clap. How do they fish it out? How do you well, lift they, a horse? they horse it out. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. It's not a fish. Friends don't make friends. Forward the river. Um, okay, my next segment. Any, any other sports you think should be outlawed? Uh, that I think should be outlawed. Pickleball, criminalise it. No, 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 I, no, no, no. No, but wouldn't that be a great way to get the 1% into jail? Because I can mm. guarantee the only people playing pickleball are people who have a pickleball court in their house. I think... Ah, oh, sire, welcome to pickleball court. Can I take you to the incinerator room where we way, have all of the working glass working at the incinerator? We do say we do have to say if you've got pickleball, please see your doctor as quickly as possible. <laughs> if you've got that cockfighting itch, <laughs> got that cockfighting itch, and you've got pickleball, please, especially both together, please, please, go, see the, see your please go see the mind goblin. <laughs> Hold on, I listeners, I hear you asking, what's that? Mind goblin is nuts, life's illusions. That I What's your next know. segment, Ada? My next one is weirdest sports. Oh, so these ones that are still As legal. determined by the top result article on Google. Ah. Ah. Dr. Google. So, first one, you're going to tell me what you think it is. Bog snorkeling. <laughs> Place of origin, <laughs> Wales. First played, 1976. Now... This is going to be a trick question because you would think it would just be snorkeling in a bog. But. I know those Welsh. Hmm? I know her Welsh. Um, <laughs> do you think this is the worst episode of our podcast? Um, yep. Yeah, cool. Um, uh, no, it's not snorkeling in a bog. What it is. Mm is it's a chocolate cake eating contest. Oh, really? Bog snorkeling? Yeah. So it is snorkeling in a bog. Damn. 
All right. The next one is... <laughs> Can you elaborate? <laughs> no. Okay. Cheese rolling. Oh, I did a project on this in high school. Great. Uh, so you'll know exactly what it is then. I, I genuinely will. Do you want me to answer seriously? Place of origin, Gloucester, England. Gloucester, yes. First played, 15th century, in brackets, estimated. Because, girl, were you really there? Come on. <laughs> um, but this is, there's a particularly steep hill in Gloucester. Uh, and they take this big old wheel of cheese and they roll it on its side down the hill and people chase after it. But what happens is it's so steep that people lose their... It lose control, everybody lose control down the hill. <laughs> so they end up falling over, rolling down. Some people overtake the cheese. Um, people break arms, people break legs. Wow. Um, it's quite dangerous. Mm. But eventually you get about 50 people that have all <laughs> fallen ahead of the cheese that they're trying to catch. Oh. Um, but uh, So it's, it's a bit of a situation of, oh, careful of debris. That's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. My goodness. We're going to the, we're heading to Gloucester, hoping to have a good time, right? Uh, uh, um, uh, mature cheddar. Yeah. Let's sure hope she does, right? Wait. What? Hmm? Hmm? Um, uh, uh. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> make one with goat's cheese. Hey, the cash prize for the cheese rolling competition is $500. How else am I going to, why else would I make the, ch- how else am I going to make that cheddar? <laughs> right? Let the cheddar roll, right? Uh, what, what cheese, sorry? Hold on, I'm eating. Yeah. You look foolish a hell right now. Goat's cheese. Oh, um... Um, oh, okay. Hey, 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 um, hey, Billy, Billy, check, hey, you better keep your eyes on, hey, guys, look at that one, that's the goat's cheese. The goat is like, go. Yo, that's my cheese. That's my cheese, brother. Um, brother, um, what other cheese? Uh, Give me another cheese and I'll make a joke. Mozzarella. Uh, um, um, Mozzarella? Okay. That would be that would be like if instead of a pumpkin, the carriage transformed into a wheel of cheese. That for mozzarella. Oh, mo- for mozzarella, gotcha. Um, parmesan. Um, I can see that five hundred dollar cash prizes in the parmesan hands. Mmm. Um. Shredded cheese. Hmm. Shredded cheese. Go for it. Um, um, oh yeah, I've been training up this, I've been training up this wheel for, for months. We've been getting him in the gym and, uh, now he's shredded cheese. Nice. Jack cheese? What is that? <laughs> what? Wait, maybe I forgot a word. Montegray Jack cheese? Oh. Um, yeah. Me when I, me when, me, me when, I, honestly, yeah. yeah. Me, yeah. So. Uh, Swiss cheese. Oh, okay. Um. Uh, um, my cheese be rolling so fast down that hill. It's like Swiss cheese, <laughs> blue cheese. Um, um, um. We, you know, we we didn't we didn't practice on this on this hill rolling it down. We've been training in um the ocean. 
Uh-huh. Unre- unrelated, I have an Iron Man coming up in the next six months. Uh-huh. And what kind of cheese are you eating for that? <laughs> Straight up, Brie. Okay. <laughs> Competitive sleeping. Yeah, so, what do you think that is? <laughs> what do I think that is? Well, I actually don't know. Well, I assume it's for how long who can sleep the longest. Would you like me to use it in a sentence? Yes, please. The next sport is competitive sleeping. Okay. Can Place I have... of origin, United States, California. First played in 1998. Can I have a definition? Uh, the definition is um, when you are sleeping competitively. I can only assume, it doesn't say in this article, I can only assume that this was a, a, a popular sport born out of the collective fear of the new millennia. Yeah, I would assume... Uh... And the Millennium Falcon, which I heard is like a rare bird. Yes. I, I like, Y2K was scary mm. for a lot of people mm. and uh, wouldn't know I wasn't born. And Real. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and yet this, the, the girl who wrote this article claims she knows it was in the 15th century. Uh, all right. She's like, come on, you look 25. Uh, who wrote this article? <laughs> Please, I'm not Please, sure. Who wrote this article? <laughs> So the description here says, <laughs> you snooze, you win. In 2010, Spain held its first national siesta championship to find the best napper and revive the tradition of taking a nap after lunch. All you had to do was sleep for a full 20 minutes in the middle of a shopping mall. 20 minutes? Yep. But what? not to be outdone, US sleep tools brand Marpac announced the Competitive Sleeping League, the CSL Championship in 2018. Marpac claimed the CSL started in 1998 after the rapid growth of the California Sleeping Club Mm. and partnered with College Humor to live stream the championship. No, okay. So this is what really gets me about the sporting world is when these sports, like something like the the cheese roll. Mm. What's it called? Cheese rolling. Cheese rolling. It's been there since the 15th century. Yeah. You know, it's been there for a long time. And then these new sports, like competitive sleeping, yeah, are brought about by brands mm. wanting to sell a product, and it's not about the thrill of the game. Okay, there are some sleeping profiteers out there <laughs> that are raking in a pretty penny raking from it selling in. all this sleep to people. Here's the thing people don't know. You don't need anything to sleep. You don't. You think, like... What, a billion years ago when people were living in, a, you know, 18th century England, that they used mattresses? Did they? Did they? I'm asking. Oh, um, uh, uh, yeah? Oh, well, uh, go back even further. 15th century? Uh, yeah, like a million years. Oh, okay. Um, probably not. Yeah, exactly. And they slept just fine and had no health problems. So what are you doing with a mattress and a pillow and a pillowcase and a comforter? Literally. Also, why is it called a comforter? Doesn't comfort me. I'm still sad. I'm hot and sad. I could have one leg out of this thing. <laughs> and now I've, I'm, I've got one leg out of the comforter to keep me cool. And now I've got a happy body and a sad leg. Yeah. Well, actually, it's happy leg, sad body, because it's like free. It's freedom. But also, then, how come I'm so terrified of that dog licking my foot? And then it turns out the dog's tied up in the shower and it's blood dripping blood and it's like licking. Like there's a human under my bed licking me. Exactly. Anyway, dog surfing, what do you think that is? Uh, I would have to say it's when a cat surfs. 
Great. So, place of origin, United States, California, and Hawaii. Oh, of First course. played in the 1920s. Oh, look at these cool cats and dogs that are surfing with, surfing with their... Wow, oh, it's curtains for you, doggy. Doggy, you better get up on that board and hang down, otherwise... I didn't even think... I'm going back to the speakeasy. <laughs> this all needs to be cut. <laughs> you mean the episode? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, um... Okay, this is the description of dog surfing. Okay. Dog surfing started in California and Hawaii in the 1920s became a popular pastime. Dogs can ride alone or with their owners. Dogs can ride alone? (laughs) Only if you're like a lone wolf. Gotch, 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 gotch. Over the years, some surfing dogs have become stars appearing in movies, TV shows, magazines, and newspaper stories. In fact... Dogs got so good at surfing that humans decided to hold competitions and judge their skills based on balance, wave size, and ride length. Well, hold on. What? Balance and ride length are understandable. Size is just how big the dog is. Huh? Or is it the size of the wave? Size of the wave, man. Are you sure? I'm absolutely sure because that's what I said. You said size. Size of the wave and length of the ride. Oh. Okay, next I sport. tune out every third word from Ada because it's normally a meow. Well, um, I've, we've recently been informed via Spotify Raps that we need to appeal to more women mm. listeners, which they will if love. You, if you are a man, turn off now. Because, ladies, get ready for extreme ironing. Place of origin, Yorkshire Dales National Park, England. First played in 1980. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ironing has become part performance art and part adventure cult as people seek crazy places and ways to press their shirts. The unique fad started when an Englishman, oh, inspired by Typo. his eccentric brother who ironed clothes on camping trips, started ironing in bizarre places like an airport and on top of telephone boots and mountaintops? What started as a stunt gained mass appeal with a documentary that showed the first extreme ironing world championships. Now extreme ironing has spawned other extreme activities, such as extreme cello playing. That's fun. Yeah. I I, I have a vague memory of seeing something about that in a Ripley's Believe It or Not. Face slapping. What do you think that is? Um, and where do you think the origin is? Okay. I'm going to assume it's slapping someone's face. Yes, correct. Um, maybe whoever can withstand it the longest or whoever is in the most pain. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. And I'm going to assume the origin was... Um, Challenging people to duels. Where do you think the place of origin for this is, Tom? Argentina. Uh, wrong. Russia. Okay. And when do you think it was first played? I would... Well, professionally in the league, it would be 20... <laughs> yeah, 20 AD. <laughs> yeah. No, I, was, I wasn't actually finished. 2002. Uh, it was twenty. Wait, twenty o two. Yeah. Mm, twenty eighteen. What? Yep. Oh well, no. Surely it would have been played before then. 
Um, no, it literally slapping didn't exist before then. Oh. Alrighty, um, giant pumpkin kayaking. Any guesses? <laughs> uh, I'd have to say, that's when you get a kayak and you carve it into the shape of a pumpkin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, no. Uh, oh, well, scratch that. Reverse it. <laughs> so, place of origin, any guesses? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Argentina. I'm going to have to go with Canada, in uh, in brackets. Lake Pesaquid in Windsor, Nova Scotia. What's the name of the lake again? Uh, Pesaquid. <laughs> and when do you think it was first played? Uh, think about Y2K. Okay, 2000. 1999, babe. Oh, this, was like, this was like crisis about yeah. what's going to happen. I, I'm worried that I'm going to die and I've never... Paddled across Lake Pesaquid in a giant pumpkin. <laughs> Standard jack-o'-lanterns are child's play compared to giant pumpkin kayaking. First, you'll need to hollow out a 1,000-pound watercraft. No small feat. It takes patience and a strong knife. There's a couple of other things that take patience and a strong knife. When you need to get your pumpkin to the water to make sure it floats, you can't just carry it. A bobcat or some other heavy-duty transporter can do the job. After the pumpkin is in the water and you are in the pumpkin, it's time to paddle. Navigating requires practice. But once you get the hang of it, row, row, row your gourd. Besides Nova Scotia, giant pumpkin races have been held in Vermont, Oregon, and Maine. Oh. Yeah. Um, Great. Next one. Um, Or is that it? Let me scroll down. Kick volleyball. Oh. Lawnmower racing. That's fun. Um, what do you think that is? I would have to say it's where you race a lawnmower. What year do you think lawnmowers were invented? Invented? Are we talking about the mechanical ones? Sorry, yes. Engine lawnmowers. Engine lawnmowers, I would say, 1960s. Great. Uh, lawnmower racing was first played in 1963. Great. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, well, that's the thing with new technology. They really try and test it out. Speeds can reach over 30 miles per hour. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Speed demons. Man versus horse marathon. Another fucking Welsh one. The, if you are from Wales. What else is there to do there? In Welsh. Huh? In yeah. Welshland. Mm-hmm. Um, I would oh look, they rolling hills, lilting yeah. language, spring, uh, a moonless night in the small town, starless and Bible black. The United Kingdom is not short on creative ideas for sporting events. This no, annual race pits not. humans versus animal. The marathon is twenty-two miles, not quite an official marathon, but still. Impressive. <laughs> Why does it say this in an article? The first competition started in 1980 with the something Wells, Wales, also the home of bog snorkeling, after an argument in a pub. The owner, Gordon Green, wanted to settle a debate and prove that humans were equal to horses over long distances. He was proven right in 2004, the 25th iteration of the race. As a man racing on foot beat a horse for the first time, a cyclist won the race in 1989 and collected... Twenty-five thousand pounds. Um, uh, this is I'm 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 veering into, um, <laughs> this the side the shoulder of the road. Help. <laughs> anyway, um, 
2013, 65 horses entered the event and 44 competed in the course, making it the world's largest horse race. The uh, other man versus horse marathons are held in Scotland and New Zealand. Oh, our friends in New Zealand. And I'm going to make this the final one, mud pit belly flopping. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Which is essentially me when I get home from work. Wait, oh, this is mud pit belly flopping. I thought it said taking your shoes off and sitting down. Yeah, no, it says mud pit belly flopping. Um, I would say that is when people belly flop into a mud pit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, it could all be great. so literal. Cool. Um, I've got a segment. Yeah, great. This is a segment um, which may or may not work. Mm. Uh, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I have to interrupt you. Okay. Shin kicking. <laughs> what do you think shin kicking? <laughs> is it kicking people in the shins? Right again, Tom. <laughs> place of origin, England. First played 1612. How would you know? You weren't there. And team mem- Oh, single competitor. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, single competitors. Soft shoes, straw put their names, and pants. Put their phone numbers out. Kicking shins is nothing new, but there's an art to this Engl- English martial art. English martial art no, already is wrong, making- wrong, wrong, wrong. That goes beyond brute aggression and playground bullying. <laughs> I would say none of that is true. It does not go beyond brute aggression or playground bullying. Winning is all about timing and kicking your opponent in the right place. Well, the shins, you'd hope. Learn the proper technique and you too could become a master in the way of shin kicking. I already am. With enough training, you might even be good enough to battle in the annual World Shin Kicking Championships. Well, that's the thing they don't tell you about shin kicking. Is it's the secret of winning is timing and kicking in the right fa- place, which is the face. Nice. You kick them in the head and they blind them. Yeah, and they fall down. Toe wrestling. Great. Sorry, I'm just I can't keep scrolling. I, I can't. You can't stop keep scrolling. I, I can't stop keep scrolling. You're scrolling. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna do a segment. Great. Um, called what the hell, Miguel? Great. Uh, now Miguel is. Uh, active one hour ago on social media. Nice. But um, Miguel w- d- d- participated in the sporting event last night that we watched, mm. but also uh, is our friend. Yeah. Be on the podcast one day. And this is a segment where we call a him A friend up. beyond the podcast? Or he will be on the podcast? <laughs> He'll be on the podcast. <laughs> one day we won't just reference him. We might actually talk to him in real life. Maybe. Um but this is a game where we ring Miguel up and then scream, what the hell, Miguel, and then hang nice, up. Nice, nice. Okay. Okay, we're calling him. I'm calling him right now. I'm putting him on speaker. Lovely. Hello? What the hell, Miguel? Hang up, hang up. <sighs> wow. And that, listeners, that was just a little taste of what's to come, which is virtually the same thing next week. Yeah. In a segment we're calling, What the, the Hell, hell Miguel. Miguel. Um, and that was my segment. Beautiful. Right. So, um, <laughs> listeners, there is something so aggressive about, first of all, the way Tom eats. Second of all, the way Tom eats grain waves. We've got grain waves in front of us. Shall we have a snack report? Yeah, snack report. Um, uh, there is new uh, research into the things that Romans would have snacked on while watching um, competitive sports in the Colosseum. Um, there have been uh, residues and and um, uh, uh, perhaps imprints and 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 the uh, 
remains of what we, uh, what everyone is assuming or researchers are assuming are not nuts, lots of different types of nuts, peaches, grapes, um, things that were easy to carry. And corn dogs. And, um, and corn dogs. And there was a famous, um, there was a famous gladiator um, mm. called What was his name? Popeye. Mm-hmm. And po- it, Popicus. Yep. I. <laughs> Which means one. <laughs> he was yeah. the first Popicus. <laughs> Popicus I. And um, he was uh, reported to have uh, introduced spinach. To who? To his friends and family. Oh, yeah. And um, he also introduced <laughs> Olive to his friends and family yeah. when, when things got serious. Oh, are they together still? Um, yeah, well, at least that's what uh, we, um, we, we found in the, in the collected writings of Euripides, which, by the way, Euripides nuts. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Got him. That was the long con. Anyway, thanks, listeners. Uh, so, snack Well, I, I believe also Eumenides wrote a lot about... <laughs> <laughs> and I, I believe on a hot day, um, you may open the freezer and enjoy some of the writings of Popsicles. <laughs> Um, and then if you need to get somewhere fast, feel free to hop on bicycles. Uh, uh, and his brother, Unicycles. Uh, and his father, Motocycles. Vicious Cycles. Vicious Cycles. Yes, I got it. Okay, so um, what's your um? What the hell could you bring to the snack report this week, Tom? I, I was just going to report on the snacks we ha- currently have. Yeah, great. Which, which is, are uh, some grain waves that are caramelized onion and balsamic. No, that's it, balsamic. Yeah, I, I thought it was bal- balsamic vinegar, but it just says balsamic. Uh, we have some lightly salted and sw- slightly sweet popcorn. Great, yeah, yeah. And we have the foulest, most blue drink in the world. <laughs> Listeners, this literally, you remember how a while ago I told you that I went to that sushi place in Kelvin Grove and I bit into the sushi and just like immediately blood? I um, took a sip of this blue, like electric blue um, drink that had yeah, this I'll, sort of I'll call it round blue. oblong t- taste as though it was like artificially meant to be flavoured as the lining of your stomach. Yep. And blood immediately. It tasted like you in know more ways than one. You know the theme song for regular show, but less than three. Yeah, it tasted like that. Like it tasted like bowl. It kind of tastes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say it tasted like some aspects of the intro to Oggy and the Cockroaches. Yeah, it tasted like zoi 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 zoi. It didn't taste like. And then the salt and uh, the slightly salted and something sweet popcorn tasted like. Um, what's, uh, I would say the grain waves taste like, um, no, no, they taste nice. Um, if grain waves want to sponsor us, um, then you can get lost. No, 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 no. Then you can get to stepping. Yeah. What's, um, yeah. On your bike, mate. If grain waves wants to sponsor us, I have this to say, get, get, okay. This is what I have to say. Yep. You can take. Your little grain waves organization mm-hmm. 
Uh, uh, under and the, go under the somewhere bites. else. Sunbites is the is the company. Sunbites. Yeah. I'm gonna stick these grain waves where the sun don't bite. Okay. There you go. Uh, and I will say, if you just want to sponsor me, grain waves, I would love that. Uh, I'd be a big fan. I love your products. I love how wavy. What? You're supposed to be the the celebrity that they sponsor. Oh what? Don't do that. Am I a celebrity? You'd be a big fan. Um, I'd be no. Look, celebrities can be fans. And if I was a big fan, let me just say that I would. This is what. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it was coming, but I love it anyway. Thanks. Um, do you have any more segments? How are we going on time? Currently, we're at 50 minutes of recording, but we're going to cut this down to a tight five. Yeah, we're thinking of cutting this. We're going to, like, cut maybe, like, 25 minutes off the start and 25 minutes off the end. Yeah. We're going to uh, keep about 30 seconds from the middle. That's what I say when I go to the hairdresser. Just, I would Can like we to... turn this into a tight five, first of all? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, should we do uh, Let It Riff and... Please. And then we'll we'll let you guys riff on with your day. But it must be sport themed. Oh. So we are about to go to the baseball audition. <laughs> we're the, no, we're the two people that have been um, brought um, in the callback for the lead in the baseball competition. In the baseball competition. Cool. And my pants are very tight. Yeah, 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 yeah. And mm-hmm. and you you're uh, and you're a girl with a hat on. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I want to be no. I want to be a guy who's like spent a long time slicking his hair in the mirror by like licking his comb, and yes. then like slicking his hair back. Yeah, what's and your name? I'm what's, also a jet. What's your character's name? Um, Meep. <laughs> what? Meep. What's her last name? Manly. Meep Manly. That's yes. kind of sick, actually. Thank um, you. I will be. Bugsy Malone. Bugsy Malone and Meep Manly. Yeah, okay. Great. Oh, actually, I'll, try, I'll make it a parody. Bugsy Alone. Bugsy Alone and Meep Manly. Yeah. Um. Oh, boy, I sure am nervous. Hey, don't worry, kid. I've done this a billion times before. It always ends the same. You got nothing to worry about. Did you read the slides? The, si- the sides? We had sides. Why, yes, you gotta face the audience, otherwise they can't, you can't face oh. upstage. Oh, no, I've gotten myself in here too deep. I, everything I've done before this has been mine. I've done community baseball for years. <laughs> I've just been working community. my way, um, kicking around the traps as in a, a young understudy. I was in, un- I've done amateur baseball for, for, for decades. I've done a lot of uh, profit share baseball. <laughs> But this is my first professional gig. Yes, at the very, at the exquisite. I mean, if we get it, we could be doing baseball at Backdock Arts Fortitude Valley. <laughs> Which is a great venue, by the way. Um, um, indie, who would have ever indie. thought? Did you ever think when you were a kid that one day you would be auditioning for the greatest baseball team in the world? The, the, um, the, um, the red, the red yank the red yankees the yankees the red yankees famously red the blue Sox. <laughs> yeah yeah blue Sox? which one is it the the red Sox. okay the mets the mets 
Oh, I hope I get to meet Mr. Met. Here he is now. Karach, karach. Someone like my cigarette, my cigar. I need to sit at, in the auditorium at a tiny little desk lit by a very bright desk light. I must have met, of course. Dum, 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 dum. Well, here briefcase. you go, sir. Ach, ach, ach. Ah, that's better. You don't want to talk to me until I've eaten this cigar. <laughs> now, tell me, get me those two string beans on stage. I want to see them play baseball now. Uh, right away, sir. I'll get them right away. Oh, God, I'm so nervous. I never played on such a big stage. Oh, gosh. I hope they don't shine the lights too bright. I'm no good at hitting the ball when they shine the lights too bright. Wait, 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 wait. Before you go out there. Yes? Tell me something. Uh, meep? Yes, Meep? Yes, Bugsy? Um, Bugsy, you gotta tell me. Which, um, what character are you going for? Which? Where? <laughs> you know you can't say the name of that play in this stadium. It's bad luck. Can I not? Huh? What? After this, okay? Let's just audition first. Oh, but, you know, when you gotta go, you gotta go. I know you're excited, but I'm really hoping that's a baseball bat in your pocket. <laughs> okay. Oh, I left my baseball bat at home. Bugsy, Bugsy, tell me this. Tell me this right Can now. Can I borrow your bat? Is that okay? Okay, let me pull all it right. all the way out of my pants. Oh, my goodness. Ooh. Oh, it just keeps going. <laughs> Can I not? <laughs> Yeah, no, you can't. Oh, hey, Bugsy, before you go out there, buddy, tell me, what character are you dishing for? Pitcher? Batter? First base? Second oh, base? You know me. Fielder? I'm a regular old batter. Hey, batter, batter, swing batter. I give you a vapor drop, you eat it. Mm, that's batter. Now, what are you auditioning for? I'm auditioning for ensemble. <laughs> One of them little guys who's out in the field who just runs at the ball wherever it goes. Hey, that's an underutilized part. And you know, I'm also hoping I get the part of the guy who's about to, the pitcher who gets to just rub the baseball right in there. You want to be the pitch rubber guy? Yes! Oh no, you haven't heard? The greatest pitch rubber guy of all time is also auditioning today. <gasps> oh my god! Look, here he is now. Well, I was... Hey, boys. I was talking to some fellas on the street. And they said, the picture of Dorian Gray has come to West End. I'm the picture of Dorian Gray. <gasps> and I'm here to audition for the baseball team. Picture of Dorian Gray? Yeah. Can I ask you something? Shoot, kid. Did you read the signs? The sights. Yeah. Listen, when you're the picture of Darian Gray, you don't need sides. You don't even need front and back. All you need is a spark in your heart and an arm the size of a tree trunk. And, and guess what, and kid? And that's not even his pitching arm. <laughs> yeah, no, it's my other... My, uh, my pitching arm's pretty good, but my other arm... Oh, boy. Yeah, he's fighting the desire that Bugsy's been <laughs> getting at him. <laughs> hey, Bugsy runs in. Can I not? No, go away, Bugsy. I'm not right now. I'm a picture of Dorian Gray. Talk about giving in to your impulses. <laughs> Talk about a hedonism, the Hellenic ideal. All right, you can all come in now. Wait, you're Mr. Matt. <laughs> 
All right, kids. I want to see a sharp five. I want to see nine, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And then I want to see a big split right down the middle of the field so that I know who's on which team. And skins. I want half of you to take your shirts off. Please? All right, let's hit the music. Because Five, six, seven, eight. Hey, Bugsy, Bugsy. What, what? I got a feeling that in olden days, a glimpse of stocking was looked on as something shocking, but help me out here. Can I not? <laughs> no, okay, oh. that's looked on as something shocking, but now God knows anything goes. You know oh, what? Oh, yeah, well, I, well, yeah. That's what I heard. That's why I asked. Oh, God. She's here. Dum, dum, dum. Hey, boys. <gasps> Olive. He needs me. He needs me. I'm here for baseball. <gasps> Do you want to have fun? Fun. Fun. How's about a few? Laughs. I can show you a boom, boom, good time. <gasps> All the lights in the theater just went out. Don't worry. We, we can make our own light. Shh. Shh. They're lighting matches. Shh. Someone starts tapping a chair. Baseball kid, well, come up here. Oh, you can meet my squid. He's the squid that invented baseball. That's a picture that's up on the wall. Come down to the hallway to my room. If you hear a bang and then you hear a boom, it's the squid. He's knocking everything off the shelf and he's trying to eat that little elf. The elf is the antagonist of baseball. You will not see his picture in the hall. We hate him. We have a restraining order um, <laughs> against the elf. Help, I don't know why he's here. <laughs> I am the squid. I'm the squid of baseball. I've got eight arms to throw all the balls. I am the squid. I'm the squid of baseball. They're not arms at all. They're tentacles. I am the squid. I eat the elf. I know. I just can't help myself. I'm the squid. I'm the squid. I'm the squid of baseball. I am the naughty elf, you see. I crawl through the skirting boards and the walls. <laughs> I eat balsa wood and also plaster, but I must obey Mr. Metz. He's my master. <laughs> I'm Mr. Metz. I'm the head of the team. I say who's on and who's off team. <laughs> <laughs> and when they're not in the locker room, sometimes I go and put anthrax in their tongues. <laughs> cut, cut, cut. Darling. Thanks. What? Yeah? What was that? I'm... Uh, sorry. Yeah, it's Barbara. Yeah. I'm, I'm used to playing elves in a sort of more Christmas Hallmark movie type I situation. Can... Now, Barbara, I love you, and I love those movies, and I love what you're doing them. This movie doesn't have an elf in it. Wait, isn't this the movie Elf? The biopic about Will Ferrell where he brutalizes those children? <laughs> 
No. <laughs> You're thinking of Step Brothers. Oh, the movie where they brutalized those innocent stepbrothers? Yeah, that's the one. Now, Barbara, I, I want you to take this entire scene from the top I again. I can't see out of my right eye. It's not my problem. I want you to take out this entire scene from the top again and just do what's exactly written on the page. Okay. Okay, can you do that for me? Yes. I love you. I love you too, Bobby. All right. Well... And hold on. I'll call action. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I know you're, you're eager, but just... There are rules. Well... No, I haven't called action yet. Okay. I love you, Barbara. I love you, Bobby. Okay. And action. Well, I'll tell you a story and I'll tell no lies. It's a story of how I got so many black eyes. I was standing on stage in the center spotlight and then I got hit by the ball just right. And then, you see, I couldn't see out of my eye. So I went to hospital and they said, you've been brutalized. Cut. That's exactly what we wanted. That's perfect, Barbara. And that's baseball, Bobby. And that's what I call baseball. And that's, that's why we do it. That's what I call let it riff and that's what I call... Small Cat Big Collar. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Small Cat Big Collar Sport Edition. Sport Edition. Oh, that it started off rough, didn't it? Boom, ba da ba da da boom. Yep. Okay. Um, thank you very much for listening, everyone. Uh, I hope you made it to the end and enjoyed that last little bit. Um, uh, who knows? We might cut all of the beginning out. Who knows? Who knows? All right. Thank you very much for listening. Great. I'll see you later. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>